Hello and welcome to another episode of the True Growth Podcast Season 2. I am joined today by a fantastic guest, Erin, from the Mumpener Collective and the Cocoon Online Business Club. I am so excited about having Erin on because I have actually been a member of her club now for over a year or so and she's created the most wonderful safe environment for mums in business to explore what it means to be a business owner, to get resources and support from others. Hey, no one can be an expert in every aspect of running a business. So the support of the club has been fantastic in helping helping me even to navigate different aspects of the business from the tech to the promotion uh, so that I can spend more time doing what I love, which is working one-to-one with clients. So today I wanted to let you know a little bit more about Erin. She's about to join us, uh, but Erin is a mentor, a speaker and a champion for mums in business. She's the founder of the Mumpreneur Collective, which is an online community to support and empower women running businesses around family life. The inner sanctum of the Mumpreneur Collective is the Cocoon Business Club, which provides training, support and community. You need to build and grow a successful business around family life. Before I bring Erin in, just to give you a quick update, sorry, as you know, I've been working on the shop. Uh, so that you'll be able to buy some products from me. Uh, the ebook Foundations for Self-Care is going to be in there. So by the time this airs, which I think will be about in the middle of June, there should be an online shop for you to go ahead and purchase uh, the ebook Foundations for Self-Care with um, an upgrade to the tutorials that are going with that uh, book to help you really lock in that self-care routine. Hey, so without further ado, let's get in there and speak to Erin. Welcome to the True Growth Podcast with me, Viv Allen, success coach and trusted counsellor. Each week, I'm sharing with you the best of the tools, tips and techniques I have learned in over 10 years of professional and personal development, designed to empower you to take courageous action in your business and in your life so you can free up more time and earn more money. It is my mission to lead you towards your inevitable success on your terms so you can live a more joy-filled life by connecting what's in your head with what's in your heart. If you're ready to live your life with more ease and fun, doing what you love with who you love, then this show is for you. Thank you so much, Erin, for hopping on to this podcast. I just want to start by saying again, I really appreciate you taking the time out of your day. I know right now it's a real juggle for time because you've still got the kids at home. And in fact, they're actually on half terms, a half term break here in the UK. So double pressure. So really, I do appreciate you taking the time to record this with me today and to talk a little bit about your very special club, of which I am a very proud member. You have the Mumpreneurs Collective and also the Inner Sanctum, the Cocoon. It's a wonderful and nurturing environment and I've been a member for over a year, which is, I guess, how we met. And I wanted to invite you onto the show so that you could share some of the inspiration that you bring to the group, really, because you have created a very special space. So, Erin, I know that you've given me your bio and I can read that out so everybody has a little bit of background. So, Erin, why don't you tell us in your own words 
about sure. the, the groups that you've created. Thank you. And thank you so much for inviting me onto the podcast, Viv. It's brilliant to be here. Um, so my background is actually, I, I used to work in television production. And it was when I had my first son that, that I realized that that wasn't going to give me the work-life balance that I that I really wanted. And I realized there were lots of other women in a some similar situation who mm-hmm. were basically forced into a position of um, choosing whether to go back to work and put their kids in childcare or mm. giving up work and being mm. a stay-at-home mum. And neither of those felt like they were right for me. So my journey was very much about carving my own path and building a business that would work around family and realize very quickly how many other women there were out there who were doing the same and who wanted to do the same. And so right from early on, I um, very much was active about providing a support network for these mums in business. And it was only when we actually moved to Abu Dhabi for a year that I was completely away from my my home life, my friends, my family, my networks, and realized that the world's a big place and there are women all over the world who are feeling incredibly isolated. So I wanted to create an online community for these women who were building businesses around family life. And that's where the Mumpreneur Collective was born. And very soon after, you know, getting such a great response to that, I realized that I really wanted to offer more. I wanted to offer people the training that they wanted and the support, the the deeper support that they wanted. And that's why I created the Cocoon, which Mm -hmm. is an online business club. And we have everything you need to build a business you love that works around family life. Yeah. And the resources you have in that uh, club are amazing and really what I love is the fact that it takes um, somebody who, you know, who wants to start that right at the first steps of starting that journey through a logical process of what all the things, the different elements that you need to put in place. Because I don't know about you, but certainly for me, what inspired me to do the, my coaching and counseling practices, I love working one to one with people. It's definitely my zone of genius. You know, I get fantastic feedback from clients I have the pleasure to work with because I love being able to help them bring the unconscious to consciousness and just and it doesn't really seem to matter whether we're looking at things that are happening in their personal life their impact on their business or things in their business that are impacting on their personal life you know the two are so intrinsically linked and for me that feels like what you've done in terms of creating um, your space for women in business it's like recognizing like we're not one or the other <laughs> we're whole beings yeah. yeah, absolutely. I think there is so much pressure to be everything for everyone and to wear all these different hats. But, you know, we are one person and you can have both. You can have mm-hmm. a career that you love or a business mm-hmm. that you love mm-hmm. and be a parent and, and kind of combine the two. And mm-hmm. um, I think, you know, when you talk about what inspired you to start what you're doing, I think for me, I I used to hold in-person networking meetings in London um, mm-hmm. with my business partner, then Shelley, and seeing the power of women in the room together, mm-hmm. bouncing mm-hmm. off each other, supporting each other, um, inspiring each other. It mm-hmm. was so visible, the difference that that was making to them and their businesses. Mm-hmm. And I've always been really excited by online technology and online communities and I've always believed that it's possible to bring that online Mm -hmm. and so for me the thing that I just absolutely love is is knowing that 
that is true, that I can bring all of that amazing stuff from in person, online, into a community, and people don't feel anonymous. They're yeah. seen and they're able to build those connections with each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's so important to, like you say, particularly if you're working online, and I suppose now even more so when we are working much more isolated in terms of being physically separated from perhaps our networks, our teams, um, like you say, those in-person meetings, you know, to feel held and to feel like there is still that community spirit around and supporting you. Mm-hmm. I, I love that term being held. I think that's that's absolutely what my mission is, mm. is to to give women that that safe place where they feel that they are that we've got their back you know because it's incredibly lonely running your own business and Mm. to be honest sadly it's incredibly lonely being a mum sometimes Mm. and so Mm. I think it can be a double whammy for people so Mm. and and that's why a lot of people have said over the years why is it for mums why you know why can't it be all women in business why why does it have to be women in the first place I think it's important Mm. in business to to set yourself a niche Mm. Um, I think there are there are lots of great things for um, women in business generally but Mm. I really wanted to create a space where it's okay to talk about the challenges that you're having you know with childcare or the challenges you're having with mum guilt because we get it and mm-hmm. and that doesn't make you any less of a business owner mm-hmm. yeah absolutely and it's <laughs> I know that thing about the niching it's something I've really struggled with if I'm honest because it's funny enough, I was on a call with an expectant dad today and he was saying just how excluded he'd been from the um, perinatal period, from the mis- meetings he'd been having with health visitors and, and his wife, particularly, again, more so now, although I don't see what the difference is, but he, he feels he's been very excluded. And dads um, and the male voice is often underrepresented, I find, in situations where we're talking about mindset, but really we're talking about affairs of the heart. And I'm so keen to make sure that, you know, dads have a voice too. And it's, so I've been really struggling. I can't get my head around just focusing you know, purely on, on mums in business. I I feel very strongly that dads uh, need to be supported just as much. And, and I think even more so sometimes for men, it's harder because of these social norms around the head of the household or the, the provider and all these sort of um, much more male archetypes, which, you know, whether you're conscious of it or not, we're all trying to live up to those those societal norms that are placed on us and um, yeah it's it's really interesting how, how do you feel that you create that safe space for women good question I think what I really try to do is be very genuine and authentic with my own experiences um, I don't think it helps anyone to um, you know there's so much online about how easy it is to build your email list to a thousand subscribers in Mm. in a week and how you can be earning six figures within months of starting your business and all these Mm. things and you know people aren't real about the challenges and Mm. also especially the challenges when you're only working 15 20 hours a week Mm. less than that for a lot of women Mm -hmm. because they're wearing all these other hats as well Mm. and and, you know they're being the primary carer or um they've got these other responsibilities and so i think that you know, I, I very much want to be very honest about my own challenges, things that I've been able to overcome, things that I still struggle with. Mm-hmm. Um, 
because I think that when you do that, it opens up the conversation. I think if, if you know, as a kind of community leader, if you go in and it's just like, well, I've done this and it was easy. And, you know, people mm. are just going to go back into their shells. Whereas yeah. if you're very open, then it creates that open environment. And, mm. you know, one of my members, actually, who's been a member for three years, was telling me this week that it took her a long time to realise that it was OK to ask questions that she thought were silly. Um, yeah. As soon as she felt like, OK, I can breathe now, I can ask those questions. Mm -hmm. And I think I guess that's because you know that when you ask these questions, you're going to get a supportive and, you know, mm -hmm. a, a response. You're not going to have anyone saying mm -hmm. anything critical. I mean, mm -hmm. luckily, I've never, ever had to deal with that in my groups. I've mm -hmm. never had negative people. Mm -hmm. And I think that's also because of the kind of people that I attract, because mm -hmm. I'm very much open mm -hmm. um so i'm lucky that it's attracted the, the right people <laughs> yeah i mean certainly as a member of the group i can definitely speak to that it's it is a very um, you know safe space when you have drawn around you some really lovely people i think that's purely testimony to your loveliness really it is <laughs> i think it, you know as you say as a leader you know back in the days when i worked with corporations and things like that you know it's very much sets the environment for the working practice and you're setting that environment as the leader of your groups and I think like you say that open honesty but what is your you know you mentioned there about all this stuff online about build your email list to a gazillion in no time at all and how easy it is <laughs> what's your strategy for growth how do you you know grow your business yeah I think this is something that I um, really in the last few years have have had time and headspace to to really dedicate time to and you know for me I have made the massive step of investing in one-to-one -one support I think mm -hmm. having a coach or a mentor is crucial because I think for so many years I tried to do everything myself mm -hmm. and um, and try to learn everything myself mm -hmm. as well and you know that you can do that but what we don't realize is how much we limit ourselves and um, how much we create a, our own glass ceiling. And I think when you work with someone one to one, they can catch you out and say, hang on a minute. Why? Why do you think this? You know, they hold a mirror up to you. Yeah. And it's only by doing that mm -hmm. that it makes you think, no, actually, I'm, I'm not going to limit myself anymore and so I think having that one-to-one -one support has really helped me move forward mm -hmm. um, but also carving out what I, I love the term CEO time yeah and um, yeah. carving that time out where you know we it's so easy to get caught up in the day-to-day -day admin of our businesses and the day-to-day -day mm -hmm. doing but actually allowing yourself to think no I am I am the most important person in this business and mm -hmm. today I'm going to spend some time thinking about the bigger picture and the bigger strategy mm -hmm. so I think really you know in order to kind of work on your business growth you need to be constantly taking a step back and looking at the bigger picture and thinking about where you want things to go yeah. what you know what what because then everything you do is targeted towards that end goal rather mm -hmm. than just chasing your tail round and round yeah, yeah. And it is sort of, I call it the expression I use, is you can get too close to the coalface. You know, you just don't see anymore that, that vision because you get busy with the busy work. So carving out that special time. And um, have you been taking more specific time for you during this period of lockdown? Um, during lockdown? Um, mm -hmm. Yes. Do you, know, do you know what? I, I'm, I'm still quite bad at doing nothing. Mm -hmm. I wish I could do nothing more. 
Um, but I've actually, I'm completely loving this box set on Netflix, which is lovely, calm, amazing, just like brainless um, TV. And mm. I have been just taking myself off to my bedroom and watching it on my phone. And, mm -hmm. you know, stuff like that before, I've always been quite envious of my husband because he will just, if he wants to go off and be on his own or whatever, he'll just go. And mm -hmm. there's not ever that kind of, um, you know, oh, what about the kids? Or it's just like, he's yeah. gone, you know? Yeah. Um, and I think, you know, my kids are getting older now. They're seven and 11 and they can play quite safely on their own. And I think mm -hmm. I'm just realizing more and more, I can do that. I can just, yeah. you know, the kids are fine. They'll come and find me. They will, and they'll scream from downstairs <laughs> if they need me. But taking myself off for, for those yeah. moments and also, um, going on podcast walks is one of my favorite things and I don't mm -hmm. do it enough and every time I do it I think I need to be doing it more but I think really mm -hmm. over the last couple of years I've really lent into how important mindset is and and mm -hmm. absolutely in terms of business growth and in terms of well-being and everything it's just it's crucial and it should be seen as working on your mindset should be seen as as any kind of business task um, mm -hmm. and something that we shouldn't be putting aside yeah, for, for me, I mean, I'm not just speaking as someone who's an expert in mental health, but it is absolutely the foundation. You know, if we aren't, we haven't got it straight in our minds, and whether that, as you were saying about the strategy straight, like what is the big vision, or we haven't got things straight in terms of we're just ignoring some of our basic needs and not nurturing ourselves enough. How can we be present for our clients? And I mean, in my case, and I mean, like you, I... I people are often surprised but yes I still have a coach in fact I am so wrapped around with care because I have a coach a business mentor and I still have clinical supervision in order to make sure that I'm working safely with my clients but that's obviously particularly for my business it's really important that I am clear of my intentions and clear of anything that might be lingering around that would, would block the pathway to me working really presently with my clients so I think I think one thing that's really important to note as well is that so many people feel like you know it's they feel like they couldn't possibly invest in that kind of support until they're at a certain level and so therefore it's that mindset that you've got to struggle on you've got to struggle mm -hmm. on on your own you know and especially mm -hmm. when you're trying to build a business on limited funds and in limited mm -hmm. time but the reality is, is that as soon as you make that investment, and obviously you really have to find the right person for you as well. Yeah. But as soon as you make that investment, it's going to speed up your growth as, as a person, as a business owner. It's going to speed up your income and all these things. And I think, mm -hmm. um, you know, often people are kind of self-sabotaging themselves. And mm -hmm. I did for years. I, I'm holding my hand up here. I, you know, I've been running businesses for 12 years and, and I've only had a coach for the last year and a half. But, you know, I can honestly say that I think if I'd done it sooner, things would have been different for me. And I don't regret anything because I've learned loads, uh, you know, across multiple businesses. But I think people need to change their mindset on that investment in themselves. Yeah. And that, that is the biggest jump, I think, perhaps as well, for people who are coming new to business is this we you have to invest in order to and, and I think when people are investing and in uh, and starting up online businesses I mean you know if I was going to traditional model was going to open up a shop yeah of course I could pay the rent I, I can see that but people don't necessarily see that investment in um, what people might have considered as soft skills but I feel absolutely uh, I think we're agreement here on that essential skills and, and that's being, actually just like 
the cocoon this is the the whole idea of the cocoon is that you can get lost down a google rabbit hole you can you know mm -hmm. yes you can find out information but you never know what's reliable um yeah. and you know you get completely overwhelmed by it and i wanted mm -hmm. to create a space where you know that you can trust that information that you know yeah. and i think having that is going to save you so much time so much headspace and a lot of like issues you know you could be losing money because you're not aware of different yeah. software and different processes that you could be doing instead. Yeah, and I, I think it's a time, a time and uh, money element to, to what you're offering in the cocoon for sure. And you know, to be expecting yourself to be an expert in all aspects of running a business is a typical female thing to do, but it would set you up to like you know a very high expectation bar there, which you might find just a bit too weighty. What difference do you think it's made to you and your family by being able to create this business of your own? Oh, um, that makes me feel a bit emotional actually to think about that. I think it's um, it's it's huge. I think for my children, I've got two boys, and for them to see that both me and um, their dad, um, we are both running businesses on our own terms. You know, mm -hmm. we we're not fitting into a box we haven't been told you've got to choose which career to have and you know we're able to be making money doing what we love we both mm -hmm. are, are passionate about what we do and i think as a role model for the kids that's absolutely amazing and in terms of work life balance you know i I can't imagine it any other way now. It's been 12 years for me, ever since I had kids really. Um, but mm -hmm. I'm still aware all the time about the fact that, you know, I don't need to worry about having 30 days holiday a year. You know, I can very much structure things around school holidays. You know, if they want to go to after school activities, they can, but I'm not forced to put them in, you know, because of, of those kind of things. And I think having the flexibility to kind of you know scale things up when I've got the time and then bring things back down and that's the other joy of having an online business and you know my my previous businesses were not online they were very much face-to-face -face businesses and that's why mm. I, I learned so many lessons from that and thought I want mm. to create an online business because then I can very much work on my own terms and that's absolutely what I've been able to achieve yeah I'm an absolute advocate in doing more of what you love with who you love. And if that's bringing to you the kind of clients that you want to work with and the members for your group, or whether it's spending more time with your family because you love it, you know, that's just against that so the symbiosis of doing both things. It's not an either or choice. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I just think there are more and more women who are realizing that this is an option. And mm -hmm. I think with lockdown as well, I think this is going to mm -hmm. dramatically change the way that people are living, because mm -hmm. I think in terms of where people live, I mean, we used to live in London. I can't imagine being well, I've, I'm speaking to my friends in London. You know, they've got no outdoor mm -hmm. space around them. They're in small mm -hmm. houses, you know, climbing up the walls. You know, mm -hmm. we made a decision to to leave London and move to Bournemouth so that we could have more space. Mm -hmm. But also, it, you know, it just everything. I think that I think people are going to be really reluctant to commute to work now. Yeah. I think all these things are going to change, and I I really feel like I want to be a voice to to show people that you can do this and you can run a business that you love and make enough money to have a nice life, a good life, mm -hmm. but still be the mum that you want to be. Yeah we're actually in series two of the podcast now and um but each month we have a theme 
And the theme for June, funnily enough, is, um, and the themes follow the 12 steps in my coaching package, but the theme for for June is change and being productive. So it's interesting that you were talking there about the changes in working practice. How do you manage change, though? Because it's something which (laughs) is always met with a variety of responses. Um, I have... I am a little bit of a control freak. I um, I'm not very good at spontaneity, but I've I'm working on it. I'm absolutely working on it. And my mum has always said to me growing up that I need to bend like a will a willow tree. Mm. And I really like that. You know, bend oh, with the wind. Don't snap. And that's you really say that again, Erin. That bend, is just so lovely. Bend like a willow tree. Learn nice. to bend like a willow tree. And you know, I think, you know, we, we all go through so much change all the time and, and sometimes it's it's forced on us like it is during lockdown. Mm-hmm. And I think I'm really, with all the mindset stuff I've been doing as well, is about having that acceptance and working on gratitude, you know? Like, yeah. you know, yes, there are lots of things right now that aren't ideal, but, you know, I've got to be very grateful for everything that we have right now and trying not to focus on the things that we don't have. Um, Mm -hmm. and you know, I, I do find it really hard because I find myself going down the path of thinking about people that are suffering and and all that kind of stuff. And I have to Mm -hmm. keep bringing myself back because I think it's, it's the lovely Tony Robbins thing about where focus goes, energy flows. And the Mm -hmm. more you focus on, on the negative things and the sad things that are happening, the more we're going to feel that. And I think that Mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's better all round if we can kind of protect ourselves a little bit and try and keep positive so that we can Mm -hmm. be positive for the people around us as well. And keep, I mean, particularly again, as a leader, you know, keep being that shining light for the people that you support and you lift up really, you know, so that's, you know, amazing. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So um, the other thing is about, you know, staying productive. So, how are you managing that? Yeah, um, I mean, and it's it's it obviously right now is such a different time because we've got both the kids at home, and um, you know, my eleven-year-old is pretty much um, homeschooling himself, and my seven-year-old is he needs more attention. And I've learned a lot about myself, and I've learned that I'm not a great teacher in terms of um, actual schoolwork, although I am very good at life skills and all those kind of things. So. I'm fairly lucky in that my husband, um, his workload is quite low at the moment. So mm-hmm. there's been a lot of times where I've been able to say, I think it's my time now, <laughs> you know, like I, I need the time. Um, and so he's mm-hmm. been kind of doing some of the homeschooling stuff while I've been working. I mean, I do mm-hmm. I, I do quite like having a routine. So it's been hard mm-hmm. because sometimes we felt like we've been in a good routine and then we've slipped out of it. But I think for me, it's very much about working out when your best time of day is and for me the morning is by far my most creative and my most productive time in the afternoon I'm just I'm always a bit rubbish and 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 tired and things like that so it's it's about kind of giving myself realistic things to do on my to-do list and Mm -hmm. um, diving into it at the time when I feel most productive and one thing that Mm -hmm. has been really nice actually is because we haven't got any other commitments apart from going for a dog walk it means that I have been able to pick up work like maybe at four o'clock, whereas before I never would have been able to work at that time. So mm-hmm. I'm kind of my my rhythm is changing um, and I have been able to adapt to that. But like I say, I think having that mindset, having 
trying to keep positive trying to keep active so that you're you're like fueling your body and mind all the time and then when I do go to work I'm in a good place to do that yeah yeah so I just want to just break that down again because there's so much good stuff in there I want to make sure people have heard all this so what I heard you say is that first First and foremost, you kind of worked out when was your most productive time of day to work. Yeah. And for you, that's morning. Yeah, definitely. That's morning. Yeah. yeah. And then you were really focused on your to-do list. Yes. So I think... Yeah, how do you pick the priorities, though? Because, like, mine, I don't know, it's, like, 20 pages long some days, so... <laughs> I think it is really important to... Um, th- and this is the whole thing with stepping back, isn't it? Stepping back and taking an overview. What is urgent right now? And uh-huh. there are so many things on our list, and there are things on my list that stay there for weeks because they're not urgent. Like, what mm. is urgent right now? And um, what what's the thing? What's the one thing that if I don't do today, it's going to be hanging mm. over me, and and it, or or it's going to cause a delay in something? Yeah. And trying to yes. get those priorities sorted yes. first, and then if you can do other things, then that's a bonus. Yeah, yeah, and it's so weird too, isn't it? That I love that you've identified the thing that's been hanging on my head because I don't know about you, but my experience of that has been like something that's been hanging on my head, and I do it first. I call the meeting frogs, but it's like it only took ten minutes, <laughs> but the energy and the yeah. feeling yeah. was huge. It felt like this massive thing. I've kicked it into the long grass for ages, and then when I actually just sat, focused, and did it was off my desk in no time yeah absolutely and I think actually there's there's a few things there Uh, one is I love the um the two minute rule where they say if you see something that would take two minutes or less just get it done because the more time that you spend having it on your list and thinking about it you're going to spend way more than two minutes and the other technique that I have to say I don't use all the time and I really should because when I do use it it's amazing is that whole thing of not looking at your email or at social media until you've got some of your work tasks done and you know I am this is one of my downfalls uh, is like looking at email first thing Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. what happens is even though you might just glance at it and think I'll deal with that later your brain is already trying to process what that Mm -hmm. email might say or what you need to do about that email and so you're already off on this kind of and it's taking up headspace and if I just hadn't looked at that and waited till 10 o'clock when I could sit down and actually go on my emails then I would have saved all that headspace so I really love that concept of just you know try and it's so hard and it's so hard because we've got our mobile phones and you just want to see why do why are we so desperate to see what exciting thing might have happened (laughs) but as soon as you look in your inbox or on your social media notifications you're in this reactive mode rather than proactive yeah yeah and and absolutely and I think that there's a few things there but what you said there though about prioritizing the to-do list and not allowing what I would call like this mind seat definitely is the difference between being reactive and managing change because even like you say looking at that those headlines even on the emails changes your mind state so you might have got yourself all set up to do a certain project and you see something that's so distracted. So if we're talking about managing change. Um, we're not just talking about the big changes that we've been having through this um, pandemic, but also managing just those little things. And quite often when I'm working with clients, we're really looking on nuanced things because it has a big ripple effect. As you described there about taking your attention, then take your, your energy away, and then you're, you're not 100% focused on that list. 
um, you're only partially and anything like that can really actually be quite fatiguing and affects your productivity. Yeah, absolutely. Actually, you're talking about change. This is a bit Mm -hmm. of a diversion because it's thinking about bigger picture change. But one thing that I think is really important and I think a lot of people don't don't acknowledge as much is is how much you evolve when you start a business and how that's all part of the journey and that it's it's okay and it's good and you should be embracing it and I think you know working with mums in business as well when we have a child for many of us it's it's like this catalyst it changes so much and we can't possibly prepare ourselves for what that changes and then as you start you know building a business that changes and your you know your confidence changes and and all sorts Mm. of things change and that you know, yeah. that's something that we should embrace. So that kind of change, I think, is really positive. And, and being aware that, you know, that you will develop and that right now things might seem really hard. But, you yeah. know, you just have to keep taking that consistent action and things yeah. will change. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And for sure, in a few months from now, we're going to be looking back and laughing and going, God, do you remember when it was so hard to work out Zoom? <laughs> yeah. this is the thing and I think this is the same as Facebook live and this is you know one of my favorite things in the cocoon is when we do a Facebook live challenge and it's all about creating that safe place for people to practice and with Mm. Facebook live it is simply a case of just keep doing it the the more you do it the easier it becomes the more you get used to speaking the more Mm. flow you have with it and and it's as simple as that it absolutely is as simple as that just keep doing something over and over again and it will feel easier yeah for sure for sure but like you say sometimes we go for those distractions because it just feels a bit uncomfortable and I think that's where the, like you say the beauty of working with someone who can like a mentor or a coach who could just be there and hold you that little bit extra I know this feels really uncomfortable but and help you over the line and sort of help you to get out of your own way so you can get that success absolutely and yeah. I, I think it was only really when I started looking at business stuff that I understood this whole thing about the comfort zone You know, I think until I was looking at reading those kind of articles, I didn't understand that, you know, you have to push yourself outside of your comfort zone and that it it kind of should feel uncomfortable because every time you do something new, it's going to feel uncomfortable and that that's okay. Yeah, yeah. Just like the first time you learned to ride a bike and you took the stabilizers off and, you know, it's wobbly at first, but soon you get on and then, hey, (laughs) yeah anyway I'm really conscious of your time I have a few more questions for you but before I do that I'm going to go for some rapid fire questions at the end this is a new part new for this season but where do people find you what what if they have talked about your your groups a fantastic resource that they are how how would they connect with you um so my website is mumpreneurcollective.com and you can also find me on facebook at mumpreneurcollective but if you want to email me it's erin at mumpreneurcollective.com and it would be great to hear from you Oh, it's fantastic. Well, we'll make sure all that goes in the um, show notes, so no worries there at all. And okay, so one, two, three. I think I got three questions on the rapid fire. So here we go. So the first one, you're feeling challenged, okay? Fear is really welling up in the pit of your stomach. Your hands are maybe getting a bit clammy. What do you do? Breathe. I have experienced panic attacks um, over the years. And so I'm very aware of how important our breathing is. So, yeah, I think the first thing I I would do is just try and like concentrate on my on my breath to calm myself down. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm with you on that one. Okay, And the second one, (laughs) what is on your nightstand? 
a glass of water, my mobile phone, eek, that's terrible. And normally a book that I keep meaning to read and never pick up. <laughs> <laughs> that's so interesting. And I think you very nearly gave us the clue to this last one. What was the last box set or movie that you've binge watched and really enjoyed? Oh, now this is a bit of a guilty pleasure, but it's called Heartland. <laughs> and it's okay. about a Canadian horse ranch. <laughs> Yeah. And it's just lovely. There's 13 series uh, seasons, so it's keeping me going through lockdown. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's fantastic, Erin. I really love that. And I always take in great recommendations. And I think like you, watching that soft and gentle stuff and a lot of comedies right now, just to help us keep our mindset on track and, and uplifting. Absolutely. So we can all the things we can be grateful for. Definitely. And I'm really grateful again to you to coming on the podcast today. It's been an absolute pleasure to share some time with you. Thank you so much for having me. It's been lovely. Wow, that was so great. What a fantastic opportunity to meet with a wonderful lady who's running a fantastic business online around her family life. It was great that Erin was able to share some of her productivity tips with us and how she keeps her mindset on track so she can deliver not only for her business, for the members of her club, but also for her family. We talked quite a bit about coaching and having support. So remember, if you are looking for some one-to-one support, whether that's a one-off to deal with a specific challenge you're facing right now and help you navigate a specific change, or you're looking for more support over a longer term and you'd be interested in following my 12-step true growth framework in my coaching package, please do get in touch. I'd love to hear from you. I'll pop a link to uh, booking a discovery call here in the show notes. But you know what? I love to hear from you directly. So you can PM me or DM me or just send me an email at vivallen2020 at gmail.com. Remember to do more of what you love with who you love every single day. Okay, my lovelies, have a superb week and I will see you soon. Thanks for listening. If you have enjoyed today's show, I would love it if you'd head over to iTunes and leave me a review. And to show my appreciation, each month I will be randomly selecting one reviewer to win a free coaching call. Simply leave your review for a chance to win. How good is that? 